This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers Minicamp. Live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to the drive. Live drive. The live drive. The live drive here at Heinz Field. Uh, The Steelers uh, wrapping up. Their first day of minicamp here at Heinz Field. Uh, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's been a, a fun day to watch. You see the, the, the very spirited practice. Yeah, without question. And, I mean, just from a personal level, I've been at that uh, lovely studio in Green Tree, <laughs> <laughs> the big gold building that people drive by with the DVE on the side of it. All the mirrors. Quite a bit. It's and like Matt's I've, bedroom. <laughs> right. I mean, every step of the way we were in there plugging away through the pandemic and whatnot, and I have not been out and seen live football in way too long before today. So I recorded a podcast at home, hustled as fast as I could to get down here, and been enjoying it ever, ever since. Yeah, I've been here since about, well, 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, lots of Zoom calls, lots of talking to different people. I wrote a couple of stories, watched some practice, now I'm doing some radio. Yeah, how about it? It's been a busy day. And we're bringing it on home. We're the grand we're finale. We're bringing it on home. We are the cleanup hitters. Yep. Three days uh, in a row, too. We'll be yeah, here. What? Absolutely. Tuesday, we'll be Wednesday, joined uh, by Bob Labriola here at some point when practice wraps up. Uh, so he'll join us here uh, t- today and tomorrow uh, to talk about uh, everything that's going on here. It was good to see everyone's smiling face, too. I haven't seen a lot of people in a while. Either. It is, yeah. Especially if you, if you haven't been down here. I've seen too much of some of these guys. But that's, <laughs> right. You know, yeah, it'll, it'll wear off quick. Don't get is. me wrong. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to to see the guy that the, the team here. This is the first time we've seen everybody together, right? Um, right. And this is no secret here. The only player that I've seen that wasn't here, uh, and and we were able to tweet this stuff out and everything. Okay. So we're not giving away any secrets here. But it was Stefan. There Tua. are rules, by the way, yeah. folks. Yeah. Uh, Stefan too. It was the only one that I saw that wasn't here. Okay. Participating. Okay. And. Um, I'm sure it's an excused absence. or Well, yeah, his, his brother right. was his brother died in a hit and run accident. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. I believe awful. it was last week. Yeah, it was uh, back at home in Georgia. Um, unfortunate. Uh, well, that's terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, terrible accident. Uh, so our thoughts go out to his family and without question. Um, hopefully, they find the driver uh, and all that who, who drove off stuff, after right. after hitting his brother. So uh, yeah, definitely um, my former radio partner stepped onto it. So definitely, okay. uh, yeah, definitely want to see uh, some. Some, uh, someone come to, something come to justice there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awful. awful. I didn't know that. Thing. It kind of brought my mood down a little bit. But yeah, I'm trying to bring it back up here. I mean, we got a lot of good football in front of us in the next couple of days, and a uh, lot to see. Uh, not much to report, <laughs> but a lot we to see. We did have opportunity to talk to uh, some coaches that we hadn't had an opportunity to speak to mm. uh, thus far. How's um, media availability coming along? Is it we moving along a little bit? I mean, we're still doing Zoom calls. Yeah, I so know. But that's yeah. Not much movement on that regard. In that front, but I uh, had our, t- our first chance to talk to Matt Canada today since he's become offensive coordinator, and I thought he had had some interesting things to say about. He said, "Look, uh, you know, I'm going to install my offense here. Sure, um, but at the same time, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be calling the shots here to a large degree. You're mm-hmm. going to do." You know, we're going to do what Ben sees, essentially, is what he said. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people look at that and go, well, you, you, you're going to let Ben Roethlisberger just do what he wants to do with the offense. Folks, that's how it is in every uh, – the quarterback <laughs> throws the football. There, there's a saying I like to repeat. Quarterbacks are like baseball stadiums. That if you've got a short right field porch, get a bunch of power. get a bunch of power, there, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I mean, I was talking about the, the Vince Coleman Cardinals when I was a kid. They had this huge – 
AstroTurf outfield. Tommy so Herb would, would drive in 100 runs hitting six home runs. <laughs> right. And Vince know? Coleman's leading the league in steals. Yeah. And Ozzie Smith could run. And all, everybody could run. So it, it's crazy not to do things around your quarterback's strengths and weaknesses. It's a good way to find yourself in the unemployment line. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, good quarterbacks don't grow on trees. When you get one, you cater to them. Let alone, you know, young quarterbacks, the – Zach Wilson's and Trey Lance's and all these guys coming into the league. Dumb it down for those guys. you got to cater to what they do well and what they don't, or you're crazy. So uh, that's good to hear from Coach Canada. Uh, And I'm sure some people are like, oh, he's just going to do whatever Ben wants. They're just running Ben's offense again. Why would they change, you know? They're trying to win games. They want want the quarterback to be comfortable. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't do new things. I'm sure Matt Canada, it's a lot different role for him as the true – Offensive coordinator, like you said, to start that sentence, I'm going to install my offense. You know, it's his offense. I right. mean, it's going to be a new offense. But to not cater to your quarterback is bonkers. You don't take a square peg right. and try to drive it into a round hole. Just because you're such a smart coach. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a coaching mistake. My favorite makes. My right. favorite analogy with that is Rich Rodriguez takes over yep, at Michigan. One. Yep. He runs his offense. It's it's all the spread offense and all sure. that stuff. And Michigan, before he got there, is a straight pro-style offense. They've got offensive linemen. They've got quarterbacks in the system. They've got guys who are capable of, of going out and just pounding the football. Yes. And Rich Rod comes in and says, no, 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 no. We're going to run my <laughs> offense. I'm smarter than that. And yeah. they win two games. And, and, and he doesn't last very long. Yeah. Right. I mean, to, to back that up. He was at WVU and I was at Pitt, and we were similar programs in the pecking order in terms of recruiting and whatnot. We didn't beat Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan too often on five-star offensive linemen. But that's why he created the system Correct. because he didn't have great linemen. So things came out quick. He had a lot of receivers. You know, you could walk around the mall. There's more people that look like receivers than linemen in the world. You know, and so he created this. Depends. Really there are many that look like Chase Claypool. <laughs> <There's> some exceptions. <laughs> And so he creates this wonderful system and takes the college world by storm and kind of gets around the recruiting problem and then gets this gift where, well, we have linemen. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, fire off the ball and get six <laughs> yards of carry. And right. you can install some of your offense, yeah. of course, but don't stick the square peg in the round hole, like you said. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I, again, I, I see you see too many coaches get caught up it's my system. It's an ego it's my, thing. It's too. my system. Right. It's my system. Right. No, it's not your system. You, you cater. You know, and I do this in, in my own coaching when I coach. Yeah, I still do baseball. Sure. If I've got a team of power hitters, I'm not going to ask them to steal bases. Right. I, if I I've got a bunch not, of right. base stealers, if level, I've got right. a bunch of speed, we, I, we're not swinging for – we're not playing for doubles. We're going to bunt and do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not speaking for you, but my hunch is there's some – some set fundamentals you want to teach every oh, year or yeah. some things no matter who the kids are that are on your team. But you play to their strengths. You play to what, you, what your <laughs> right. team can do. If you pitch well and play defense, you pitch well and play defense. You don't need to if win you hit three run home runs, you hit three run home runs. <laughs> yeah, That's right, what you right. do. You, you know, so, so hopefully, yeah. And that will be a balance this year, and that won't be easy for Canada. Yeah. I mean, it definitely won't. I mean, Ben is in the twilight of his career, and we be frank. I mean, he's up in age, and he's certainly an old dog that's going to have to learn a new trick or two. But there's a fine line of that balancing act, too, of let's make this guy as comfortable as possible, but we need to change some things from last year. And some of those changes, frankly, can make his life a lot easier, you know, more play action and motion and things like that. And he needs to buy in, and I'm sure he will. I mean, you look at some veterans around the league. Kyle Shanahan's first year with Matt Ryan was very rocky. The second year, he was a league MVP. 
Right. You know, same with Aaron Rodgers with the um, floor right now. You know, two years ago, he was good. I mean, but he wasn't anywhere close to an MVP. Year two, he wins the MVP. <laughs> Here's the difference I mean? with this this year. Um, this might be it for Roethlisberger. That's the thing. Right, right. Like, you don't have two have to years. kind of balance. Yeah. Right. And there's some more examples of guys coming in their first year and jump-starting a career, too. Oh, it's absolutely. not necessarily yeah. a two-year project. Does but, it right. help, in your mind, the candidate was here last year? That's what I was about to say, too, is at least he's not new. Right. You know, he knows They didn't bring him in from the outside and right. say, here it is. Right, right. And learn all the guys and, you know, here's, here, you know, learn where to go go in the cafeteria to get food. All, all the, all all the, the stuff. stumbling stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's got a house and his family is set up and he knows Ben well and they, they get along and they already have a relationship. And he understands, maybe most importantly, he was here in this building on game day when things weren't going well and understood Man, late in the season, this offense needs to change. I got a lot of ideas. It might be too late to install them now. And then the question we'll never know, and this applies to the whole league, of course, is what would have been different if there was a preseason and a real training camp and all those things? And we can apply that to many players we're out here watching, but especially the system. You know, when you're going to make a big change like that or at least install new concepts, you got to feel confident with it. I mean, in week 10, if you haven't repped it enough, are you going to go to that stuff? It, that's so hard. I, I asked him a couple of questions. It's actually funny because it answered both. He answered, I asked him both of those questions. He said, early in the season, you guys were running a lot. Not a lot, but some of your stuff. More than the year Jet before. Jet sweeps right, and right, you right. Know, the, all that kind of stuff, a lot of motion, those kind of things. And then it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, we got into the season. It was just about what do we need to do to beat the next opponent. People don't realize. I mean, you know this better than I do. I mean, of how the mentality is week to week in that league. It's a grind. And on Wednesday, Thursday of week 10, 12, whatever, you're only thinking about who's in front of you. There's yeah. one team that you don't have as much, nearly as much time to prepare for as people think. And you need it. It's not like baseball where, okay, I'm going to get a scouting report on the pitcher and, you know, I'll play three games against these guys or – you play a series against them, and you figure them out as the season goes on or whatever. I mean, that prep week is so important. You go to your bread and butter. Yeah. You I know, also, what you trust. I also asked him at the end, um, you know, I, Roethlisberger said last, last week or when we talked to him two weeks ago, I guess it was, that, uh, you know, Canada will be the first one to kind of say, look, I'm just a college guy here mm-hmm. doing this. I, I said, can that be both a plus and a minus for him? And, you know, what did he learn in that one year that he's already been here? Okay. And he talked, you know, he talked about, you know, he doesn't know whether it's a plus or minus, but he said, look, being here last year allowed me to get to know Ben, get to see how he, how he practices, what he likes to do in practice, what he, how, you know, how competitive he is in practice, those kind of things Mm -hmm. that if you were a brand new offensive coordinator, you'd have to learn all those things kind of on the fly. Oh, that's already taken care of. (laughs) I mean, you know what your quarterback likes to do. Yeah. I mean, this is an embarrassing story, but my first day of being the director of football ops at Akron, all the players come in, and you could tell that there was kind of two dudes that everyone was kind of flocking around. And I went up to Chase Blackburn, linebacker, who went on to have an NFL career, played for the Giants a little bit, and, you know, he was a a very good Mac player. And I said, hey, you're Charlie Fry, right? Ooh. No, like, no, that's Charlie Fry. He's the starting quarterback. He was all Mac last year. I went to the wrong dude. You know, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Mac Canada is going to not go up to some linebacker and say, you're Ben Roethlisberger, right? But, I mean, it's just a stu- stupid example of just being familiar and all the stuff that's already out of the way if you're Mac Canada. And you went through a season. And, you know, you, you opened that sentence by kind of saying, you know, I'm a college guy. 
Well, that that would have sounded terrible 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It, the world has gotten much better. The, the league is well, the not, league is just the league is embraced. They've been, yeah, it's embraced exactly. some of these college concepts, especially in, more so on offense than defense. Without question. But when, when you embrace them on offense, defense now has to adjust, the defense right. has to adjust, and so therefore they start bringing in some of those college. Mm-hmm. Like how? Do, okay, how do colleges pr- defend the RPOs? Mm-hmm. Well, we go you ask, know, go yeah. spend a week at Alabama and ask right, them. That's you know, what you and, do. Right. I mean, that's what, it used to be the other way around, where college coaches would come flocking to NFLs, you know, just listen and learn from coaches and now it's the other way around and quarterbacks are adjusting much quicker now because of it and you know why am i it goes back to they're like baseball stadiums if i did this well at texas tech or arkansas or wherever the heck i'm coming from and you're going to make me do something totally different uh, that doesn't make any sense and a lot of the old school curmudgeon coaches have kind of moved on and younger people are coming in and you know it just makes perfect sense and it used to be a lot harder for quarterbacks to adjust yeah, um, so it's, that's going to be one of the big things. Obviously, the team as a whole, um, you know, he, Ben Roethlisberger has been doing this essentially in the same offense, a lot of the same sure. nomenclature, everything, mm-hmm. for 18 years. Right, right, right. I mean, you're, you're right. really teaching a, an old dog new tricks. I mean, that's something we're not privileged to. I mean, I don't know. I would imagine they don't change all the language and all that. They, I mean, changed, a, they changed a lot of, like, they changed – some of the verbiage, the verbiage and okay. things of that nature. Okay. So, I mean, but I've, there's only so many plays. There's only so many plays. Like, you're not reinventing the wheel here. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I would hope – sometimes quarterbacks will tell you it's like learning French if you're learning Italian, like learning a, t- a whole new language. I would think it's not to that extreme for Ben this year. Yeah, no, you know I, I mean, mean uh, that would be crazy. You know, Mason Rudolph talked about it when we spoke with him last week. He said, look, it was just some extra time with flashcards and things of that nature. Okay. Uh, guys learn things differently. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ben may – that's why Ben's been here – at most of the OTA sessions, because it's a little he's different. learning the he's learning a new offense, yeah. and so therefore you know people say, well, he, you know, is he is he bought into this? Well, he's been in every pre- you know, mm-hmm. I think he missed maybe one or two OTAs. Yeah, he's been around like, quite a bit. He's right. been around, so I, I think that's a big part of it. Is like, hey, I got to be there to learn this new offense. So I wonder if that, you know, some years he wouldn't be here much at all. Nor, previ- nor would he need to. Nor would you need to be, I mean, yeah. Nor especially would you OTA want to be, stuff, yeah. obviously. Um, it's, you know, especially when you've got three quarterbacks and you want to get them all reps. Yeah, that's a good um, point. I mean, there's a good young group here that needs a lot of work yeah. I mean, on the field. So I, I just wonder, you know, when you when you do that with an, with an older quarterback and he kind of has to do that, do you get him a little more locked in? Is it, does he buy in a little bit more? Because, look, i got to be here. He's invested. He's, yeah, he's invested. He gets up every morning and comes here, and, you know, it's important to him, and he's spending his valuable time involved in it. I, I would think so. I, I think that's an interesting, not dilemma, but it's almost like they have one more quality quarterback than they usually do. Yeah. You know, and, and really dividing those reps up, especially in camp, not this as, as much in these next couple of days, I think it'll be really interesting to say, well, Dobbs took 20% of the snaps today. You know, Ben took one rest day. Okay, Or who, or or, who takes you know. what snaps with what group? Exactly. You exactly. Know, I, I'm, I'm being asked a lot, you know, who do I think is going to be the number three, and do they keep a quarterback on the practice squad this year? I don't think that they do that this year. That was a – Who's even eligible? I mean, is Haskins? I think Dobbs will be eligible. Is he? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you have some exemptions there, so Dobbs oh, and Haskins yeah, 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 probably right. would be, both be eligible. Uh, but last year was a COVID year. 
Mm-hmm. And practice squads were increased. Uh, what was it, sixteen? I think so, right? Uh, you know, so and you and you weren't you couldn't bring guys in from the outside necessarily and get them ready for game day. That was a real challenge. That was a real challenge. Right. I don't know that you that's, couldn't even get them on planes sometimes. Right. I don't you know, know right. that that's going to be the challenge this year that it was last year. I Probably think, with not. Things opening up a little bit, so I don't think that they keep four quarterbacks around. The only reason I could see is possible is if Dobbs looks like he deserves a roster spot. Right. But you don't want to give up on Haskins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want to throw this guy away. There's still a lot to work with here. I wonder what he could be in a year. And I'm not even saying he's the next starter or anything, but it, it would be a, not a great situation if he has a really good camp and impresses in a Steeler uniform and you have to walk away from him just because he's the fourth best guy at this stage of his career, Yeah, which is possible. It's possible. I, I think what it comes down to, though, is if you released – Josh Dobbs right now, mm-hmm. he's probably not. Does anybody grab him? Does anybody grab him? Right. If you release Dwayne Haskins right now, there's a chance that somebody does. Oh, I would think so. Yeah. I would think so, especially this stage of the game. Um, you know, they tra- at, one, at one point in time, they traded Dobbs for a late pick. Yeah. You'd have to show a lot in preseason to pull something like that off again, and that means Rudolph's not getting some reps. And Haskins, right. is, I mean, that brings right. me back to my original point. It's like. Man, they got four guys that in most camps would want reps, including an uh, an old starter who needs some more reps than he would have last year or two years ago in preseason. Because he's learning a new offense. Because he's learning a little bit. Right, yeah, right, exactly. So, so it brings really us back to that. Well, it's a it's a big conundrum. It's it is. It is. I mean, I, I I thought of that the second they basically picked up Dobbs again, going like, hmm, it's a little crowded now, but he's better to have him than not. <laughs> you know right. I mean? it, it, it came down to you were going to draft – you were either going to sign one or draft one one way or the other because you're mm-hmm. going to go to camp with four arms. Exactly. But it could have been, no offense to Duck Hodges, but a, a guy like that that most people don't know his name this time of yeah. year and yeah. a camp arm, you know, where Dobbs is more than that. So, I don't know, the whole quarterback thing will be interesting. And it will be a little bit of a challenge for Tomlin, Canada, quarterback coach, to figure out who's getting what reps throughout the course of this and, you know, what the preseason time and all that stuff too. Yeah, I agree. It uh, should be interesting. Uh, T.J. Watt, uh, with his first appearance this offseason, mm. uh, didn't come to any of the OTAs. We had a chance to talk to him this morning. Um, it's funny. I First question I asked, I had the first question. And I said, first of all, how's your golf game coming along? And secondly, <laughs> how did, did it help you working with Alex Highsmith down the stretch? Last okay. year? Can you carry that over? He said, uh, you know, the golf game is not coming along as quickly as he would have liked. Uh, he said, it seems like Joe Hayden is trimming 10 strokes off his game every year, and I'm struggling here. Well, that's good. It. The old veteran wise, you know, yeah. hit him straight. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, wonder sometimes with, with these great athletes like that who things, you know, a lot of things probably come pretty easily yeah. to T.J. Watt I think Ben's like the best example ever. Yeah. Right. Um, if you if you take something up like that that in which you struggle, does it help you maybe with your football game? Like, no, I don't know. That's a good thought. Because you know, like, look, I I'm really struggling with you know picking up this game, the nuances of this mm-hmm. game. I'm a big, strong athlete. Uh, you know, and four all different pro. sports all came yeah. pretty easy to me. Yeah. yeah. What's 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 what's, what's the, the deal here with this? There? And so you know, we see him out, and and he's always a hard worker. But of course, practice is over, and you see him out there working on pass rush moves and things of that nature after practice in an OTA or a minicamp situation like this. Um, there's no rest there. 
No, I'm sure there's there no. Isn't. You know, b- people may say, well, "Why wasn't he at OTAs?" I guarantee he wasn't just playing golf. He certainly wasn't <laughs> sitting around eating Cheetos <laughs> no, uh, right. while he wasn't here. That that was not the case. No, absolutely. And, and and to your question about the two sports, I mean, maybe he realizes I need to focus a little bit different, like a third longer. You know, I mean, I, you know, the, yeah, anything that you're way. struggling with, or for example, okay, I'm going to see more double teams this year than mm-hmm. maybe I did before because maybe. You know, Bud Dupree helped with that, or, or uh, how do I adjust? You know, yeah, year to year and whatnot. And, and you know his personality a lot better than I do, but it sure seems like he's ready to grab. You know, one of those. There's been so many of them over the years. Defensive leadership positions here, and and you know, be a guy that people follow not only because he's a great player, because of his work ethic and his intelligence and his competitiveness and all that good stuff too. So. It seems like he's starting to not come out of his shell, but really be more prominent to you guys yeah. as well as, I'm sure, his teammates. And, of course, he's respected because of how well he plays the game. Speaking of respect, yes, that's a good segue by that's you. <laughs> we are now joined there. by Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. Uh, Bob, good to see you. Yeah, glad you're here. This is a this is a blast. I mean, actually, go see people in person and you know see live football. I was telling him Dale before in the audience. I haven't been out of that studio in a really long time to, to well, do radio you know, or see football. I, I always used to make fun of uh, football in shorts. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How good it is! Football is football. Well, anything you know, anything is is better than uh, my dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about your wife's cooking? Nothing. I'm just happy that she hasn't uh, whacked me over the head from behind with a uh, <laughs> axe, axe handle, and I'm buried in the backyard somewhere. Bob, uh, the Steelers obviously getting back on the football field today as a whole. Uh, um, <coughs> what were your expectations for this, and did this uh, did this live up to them, <laughs> or did we have I, no expectations? I, I have nothing seriously. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's good to be out and among them and uh, watching, you know, actual, uh, I won't even call it competition uh, because it's really not. But, uh, you know, outside of that, this is just, you know, preparation for training camp, whether that's here or Latrobe or who knows where. On the moon. um, But, you know, whenever that happens, I think that's when the real competition will begin and, you know, we'll start seeing some of these um, position battles or, uh, you know, uh, filling roles or, you know, however you want to describe it um, that we've been talking about in the abstract for like the last, seems like six months, uh, we might actually see some of that stuff start to, you know, shake out and, and get a better handle on some of the things. I mean, you know, this to me is just preparation so that for whenever the pads do go on, guys have a pretty good idea what they're supposed what to, to expect, be doing. Yeah. And so then they can at least be in a be put in a position where they can show, you know, their athletic ability, their physical skills, uh, and then enable the coaches to make some intelligent decisions and evaluations. Bob, uh, earlier today we had a chance to talk to Matt Canada for the first time since he's become the offensive coordinator. Matt and I were talking about it earlier in the segment. And one of the things he brought up was was that, look, this, we're going to do what Ben Roethlisberger sees. And I've, I've already seen the reaction to that on Twitter. Well, it's more of the same. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be running the offense. 
he's the quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, right. What well, if if you know, and it's it's the it's the whole football team. You know, if the decision was made at the highest levels of management um, not to bring Ben back, okay. Uh, but the decision was made that uh, you know, based on if it if it could be made financially feasible to bring him back. So why would you bring him back um, to try and do something he's never done before? I mean, it just yeah. does. It doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, the whole thing. Uh, I, I believe, especially at this level, you know, you have to find what your players can do well and then do that. Um, you know, it's it's not a situation where. You know, you have 95 guys on scholarship, <laughs> um, and you know it's it's a constant revolving door of personnel. If you want it to be, and especially at the quarterback position, why would you not do what a two-time winning Super Bowl quarterback is capable of doing, is comfortable doing, uh, and and feels good about doing? Why why would you not um, pursue that? Because you know, as Jerry Glanville says, not for long. I mean, no disrespect to Matt Canada, Canada, seriously, but um, you know, he's not got a lifetime contract either. No, he does not. So, right, yeah. uh, you know, you don't want to start out uh, with, I won't say alienated, because that's not what I mean. But if if you're if you believe that your plan is worth more than the people who are executing it, you're not going to last long in this league. You're just not. Um, so, to me, that makes a lot of sense that, yeah, you, you're going to want to do what he sees. Why not? Uh, well, you know, what are you going to put in the read option? I mean, you gotta I, do things right. That, right. you going to do things that he can't see, or are you going to run, you know, the Lamar Jackson <laughs> offense with, with Ben Roethlisberger? You know, it's silly. Right. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily believe it's going to be uh, you know, the same old, same old that we have, um, you know, been seeing in terms of play calling and, you know, emphasis in terms of, um, you know, run-pass ratio, those kinds of things and how you want to get things done. Um, but still, it's it's going to have to be um, what he's comfortable doing. Otherwise, don't bring him back. Yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy if Canada doesn't take the approach of, Okay, Ben, how can I help you more? I mean, that's the way of looking at it is, okay, we got you a running back that can do a lot of things. We're going to revise the offensive line a little bit. How can I help you with play calling and make you as comfortable as possible? I mean, that's really his job here. And, you know, the personnel has, has gone a long way to do that. And Dale and I were talking about it too. It's not like he's a new coordinator that they hired from the Falcons or Bears or something. I mean, he's been around. He knows the guy well. Well, and you also don't want to, you know, when you're you're looking at, uh, in Matt Canada's uh, spot, um, you know, you're, he's a resource, Ben. Sure. He's yeah. a resource yeah. for you, too. Um, you know, why would you not take advantage of that? So, um, you know, and again, the the other point is, is a lot of this talking now is just talk. <laughs> you know, it <laughs> is. Just it it is. Yeah, right, I mean, right. it, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's easy to talk. Um, and, and now, let's see, what do we got? About five weeks till training camp and yeah. then seven weeks till the regular season. So you're still a couple, three months away from 
uh, you know, when you got to start having to back up this talk with uh, not, you know, show me something, uh, and the and the scoreboard starts mattering. So um, yeah, I don't I, I don't get really excited about this kind of stuff. There seems to be a narrative uh, nationally that somehow Roethlisberger had a bad year last year. That that he was not he he was un he was incapable of throwing the football down the field. His arm is shot. His arm is shot. All that stuff. Matt and I were talking about this last week. We haven't talked to you in a few weeks, and I I was sitting here and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, if you remember this time last year, we hadn't seen Ben Roethlisberger throw a football yet, live. We had seen him tossing a football. Remember, last February was the video came out. He went to he went to California and. and shockingly through, you know, tossed a football a couple times, and it was like, oh, it was less than a year after that the Steelers played the Browns in the playoff game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, there's a lot of time to fill up uh, in cyberspace and on the air, television, radio, podcasts, and, um, you know, I, I believe that you know, everybody's looking for their niche, and I'm not talking about players or coaches. So uh, maybe, who knows, maybe now some of the attention will go to Aaron Rodgers, you know, or something, <laughs> you know, uh, that the Sean Watson thing, maybe something happens with all of those lawsuits or the league determines whether they're going to uh, impose any discipline or, you know, those kinds of things. We hear about Julio getting traded for a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of stuff. So uh, you know, so uh, – you know, NFL ESPN is an example. NFL Live is what is that? An hour show every day, every day. <laughs> I mean, seriously, every day. Um, I, you know, I don't know. The whole network. I don't. I don't. I don't, I, to it, I, don't I don't watch any of that stuff. I I just I have found that uh, it's really cleansing for your brain to just. Ignore tune that out, uh, turn. What yeah. was the uh, the sixties thing? Tune out, turn on. Yeah, tune, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, mean, I think we forget what I, Ben I, was just a year ago. Uh, yeah, but, and you, I, know, I, I mean, so. I, you know, uh, and as I said, if you the 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 Steelers are one of the um, you know most uh, most significant franchises in the NFL. Just writing the word Steelers on the top of your story right. on the national websites gets you gets you hits. I try to explain that to, to fans all the time. Well, so and so said this, because you guys react to it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I and I get these. You know, uh, why does why does the national media? You know, they're asking me to explain <laughs> why somebody why hates some this slappy yeah. uh, <laughs> thinks something. I mean, I don't know. Um, That's that guy, <laughs> right? Right, right. Exactly. So, you know, again, uh, it's you know, it's a show me business. As Mike Tomlin said that uh, that summer when um, Frank the Tank Summers uh, showed up as a rookie, that's one of my favorite Tomlinisms. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, a little bit of an altercation or something during backs on backers. And Tomlin said he was asked about it after uh, the practice in, at camp, and he said, hey, you know, this is a show-me league. You show up as a rookie in an NFL training camp with a nickname, The Tank, <laughs> you're going to get tested. I'll see what you can do, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I, um, I, I don't – I'm not predicting that the Steelers are going to be a Super Bowl team, uh, but I also uh, – you know, the, 
the rumors of their death have been greatly exaggerated. A little bit. I, I agree. I, I think there's uh, this. Uh, you're bringing back largely the same team that went 12 or four a year ago. You're not just going to like some of the narr- stuff out there that I've seen. Steelers going to finish behind the Bengals and things of that nature. Come on, does Come history on. show us anything? You know, right? Yeah. Do, do, do we really believe that? Or are we just writing that for as we as we just said for the reaction? Well, it's, like on you know, the Dolphins thought they were going to get a really high first round pick. After Ben right. Gutter for Minka Fitzpatrick, and it ended up being the 18th pick with right. Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges. <laughs> How could the Steelers make this trade? They're going to be picking in the top five. Yeah. Well, I don't think they believe that. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We will see. Uh, Bob, we're going to let you go here. We've got to take a break, uh, but we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, hopefully see you again tomorrow. I, I see your t- you guys pitched a tent right back in the second row here. Are you just going to sleep in this booth? We might do we that. Might we might get locked in the building here. That would be a lot of steel, well, you could Steeler fans' dreams. We could. I don't think I'm going to do that, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we uh, definitely uh, – great day for this. Um, yeah. You know, especially after some of the weather we had yesterday. And uh, looking forward to coming back again and doing it tomorrow. Looking forward to talking to you again tomorrow, Bob. We'll okay. do that. Let's let's try it again. Let's All try right. it again. Maybe uh, we could talk about what some of the national media thinks. Yeah, about right. We could do that. We'll find out. We'll, we'll have to look and see what the reaction is to all this stuff uh, later on today. You'll but, have uh, to tell me, too, because I won't be I'll let you attention. know. I'll let you know. People <laughs> will tweet it at me. But, uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this segment. Uh, so, for uh, Bob Labriola, for Matt Williamson, uh, I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you are listening to uh, The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be right back. After this.